I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Did you know that you could make yourself a country? If you're wondering how, then let me tell you about Randy Williams, creator and sultan of micronation Slow Jamistan. As the name suggests, Slow Jamistan is a land of slow jams, and according to its website, it values qualities like freedom, honor, and respect. Sounds pretty sweet, right? Except you can't wear Crocs inside its boundaries. Now, where can you find this country on a map? Well, it's an 11 acres large desert land in the U.S. on California State Route 78 that is a couple hours drive away from San Diego. Randy Williams, aka the Sultan of Slow Jamistan, is a 46-year-old radio DJ from San Diego who has visited every UN-recognized country in the world. When he finally ran out of countries to visit, he decided to make one of his own. He spoke to CNN about stumbling upon the idea after visiting another one of these micronations called the Republic of Molossia, a sovereign created in 1988 in the American state of Nevada. Drawing inspiration, he bought a piece of land for $19,000 and founded Slow Jamistan in 2021, named after his radio show. According to an article by the Guardian, he even sent a declaration of independence to Joe Biden. And the United Nations asking for peace and cooperation, and announcing non-alignment with U.S. laws. So, what would it follow if not U.S. laws? Its own doctrine, of course. There's a whole array of silly laws listed on Slow Jamistan's official website, including a strict ban on mumble rap and a set of national holidays. And of course, as I mentioned before, wearing Crocs is the biggest crime you can commit. What's more? The national animal is a raccoon, and it's also featured on the flag. Even if you can't live there, you can become a citizen, learn the national anthem set to the tune of Elton John's Rocket Man, and even get a passport. And don't worry about where you're from or what culture you belong to, because Slow Jamistan does not discriminate. Also, get this: there are no taxes. But how does Slow Jamistan even call itself a nation? And what is a nation anyway? Well, that's a pretty tough question. But the CNN article noted that the 1933 Montevideo Convention defined a nation as a place that hosts a permanent population, a defined territory, a government, and the capacity to enter into diplomatic relations with other states. Now there are many such micronations around the world, like the Principality of Sealand in the UK or the island of Kailasa off the coast of Ecuador, which have been running on this loose definition. Plus. The Guardian says that these nations are, and I quote, as real as their members believe they are. End quote. Even if their independence isn't recognized, they operate under laws, maybe some religious or political agendas, and might even just exist online. Slow Jamistan, however, doesn't take itself too seriously and only offers a sort of escapist experience to its visitors and citizens who are a part of the nation because they believe they are. And while it's all mostly fun and games, there are people who have wanted to move to Slow Jamistan with their families to escape from troubles in their home countries. But if you're just looking for a fun, casual visit, its gates, or rather, its loan security checkpoint, is always open. Just make sure you don't wear Crocs.
For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I am Fareen Khan, and this is the deep dive for 25th July 2023. Twitter is shedding its feathers and fast. By the time you listen to this, you could be using something called X.com. Well, don't take my word for it. Try it yourself. Go to your browser and type x.com on the address bar and see for yourself. If you are among the lucky ones, Twitter's signature bluebird has likely left your screen and in its place, we have a new logo, which is basically just a stylized X. Elon Musk announced it on Twitter, or shall I say x.com? You know, I still haven't gotten used to calling Facebook Meta, but yeah, anyway, I was saying that the eccentric Elon has decided that the social media company he bought for a staggering $44 billion would bid adieu to the Twitter brand and gradually all the births. And this is very significant. Because all the predictions that were made when Musk was buying out Twitter have now fully realized themselves, it's not just the rebranding and the logo change. The big changes started with Twitter selling its blue ticks. That was number one. Number two, a TikTok-inspired, algorithmically curated tab called quote-unquote for you popped up on our timelines. Number three, Twitter allowed verified users to post those very annoying longer tweets which don't respect the typical limit of 280 characters. Number four, if you are not verified on Twitter like me, you can't DM those who don't follow you. And number five, Musk wants Twitter to segue into video. So you see, I can go on and on about all that has changed, but the point is, it is just the beginning, the tip of the iceberg. If Musk's plans see the light of the day, Twitter will entirely fade away to give rise to the quote-unquote everything app. Hear it from Twitter's new CEO herself, Linda Iacorino yesterday tweeted, and I am reading it out, there is no limit to this transformation. X will be a platform that can deliver, well, everything, end quote. She has explained what she implies by everything in another tweet, and I quote, X is the future state of unlimited interactivity, centered in audio, video, messaging, payments, banking, creating a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunities. Powered by AI, X will connect us all in ways we're just beginning to imagine, end quote. Well, 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 the inspiration comes from China's WeChat, which is basically the OG everything app. Musk now wants Twitter to become America's WeChat. Pretty high ambitions, don't you think? It is during these days of high ambitions precisely when companies change their names and logos to signal to the public that this place is going to change for bigger and better. In most recent memory, Mark Zuckerberg changed the name of his company to Meta in 2021 signaling that his company will now focus on augmented reality, the so-called metaverse. Even HBO has undergone a rebranding for its streaming service, formerly known as HBO Max, which is now simply referred to as Max. But fans of HBO didn't really appreciate the change in name. After all, it is HBO that has the reputation of producing prestige TV shows, which brings in all those Emmys. So why would you leave that stellar reputation behind? But anyway... Musk is also doing the same thing. He is getting rid of a name which pretty much shaped the zeitgeist of being on the internet in 2010s. But he wants his platform to be bigger than that, bigger than what Twitter currently is, 
So the first step is obviously to scrap the brand and give it a brand new identity altogether. But there is a problem and a significant one. Since he has taken reins of Twitter, advertisers have left it in droves. BBC reported last week that Twitter had lost almost half of its revenue since Musk bought it. More changes in the platform will make it harder for advertisers to bet their money on Twitter, I mean x.com. But it seems that Musk is prepared to lose that revenue for building the everything app of his dreams. Anyway, I for one am still hung up on the bluebird. But Musk has long been fascinated with the letter X. He tweeted that he was not sure of the subtle clues X gives out, but he likes the letter. Of course, that he does. He often calls one of his children X. His electric company has a vehicle named Model X, and then there is SpaceX. And now, as it will go down in the history books of tech, Musk bought Twitter only to turn it to x.com. If you like listening to the Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast, so feel free to shoot an email at hello@thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written and researched by Anup and Sneha, edited by Shorburi and Venkatanand, produced by Manaswini, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the Signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. 